0: Venture Seekers, welcome. Jedi, ninja, and wizards tolerated. Hello everybody, I'm your host, Rand Law. And for today's quote, When we seek to discover the best in others, we somehow bring out the best in ourselves. William Arthur Ward. Coming up next is AJNW News. And today's top story is The Seven Platforms that you can listen to, Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Warriors Tolerated. Number one on the list is Anchor, which is the home of Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Followed by, in no particular order, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Spotify. Although it seems to me that Spotify is probably the most popular platform to listen in on. Readers generally find me available on my website or my Amazon Kindle author page. I also have a small presence on my Randlaw Patreon page. And during our Tokushi Kenpo camp, I was encouraged to use this platform on the Patreon page as an outlet for my Tokushi Kenpo training films. I was reluctant, as I no longer have a working dojo or a studio to shoot the segments in. However, camp members were encouraging to shoot the material outdoors. My email is rand at rand-lawrence and my webpage www.rand dash Coming up next, AJNW weather. Much to everyone's disappointment, the infantryman's training deluge had been mysteriously absent during the Tokushikimpo weekend camp. However, today the missing rainstorm seems to have appeared. And coming up next, AJNW traffic. The bulldozers and the John Deere with a plow, have both been busy pushing dirt. Auto traffic has been mysteriously absent since most of the children are back in school and some of the families are back at work. Now we are on to AJNW sports. And on the sports forefront, horsebow archery is on the rise. Although lacking in a horse, it is still horsebow archery. Shooting left and right-handed has been a long-time practice of this out-of-practice archer. As I now have a bow powerful enough to require a thumb ring, I once again get to experience the beginner's mind and the blessings of overcoming failure. Coming up next on AJNW Human Interest, we take our hats off for our missing comrades that couldn't make it to our annual outdoor fall camping and training adventure. This year, we got to experience hiking through the actual training grounds that the large program had used at one time or another by an actual ex-military infantryman. We, of course, wanted to make sure that it wasn't too simple, so we had run the course backwards and then turned around and repeated the whole thing again so we could find the Missing Segment in True Military Fashion. It was one of the best hikes I've had in decades. The martial art training was the usual fair of Tokushikempo practices, where we went over concepts like combining the lower art and the upper art together, utilizing the edged weapons, this time edge being the Kukri. We also had a brief introduction into the blunt weapons, which generally comes first in our system, but every year we skip around a bit between blunt edged flexible projectile and combination weapons. Camp also covered the foundational receptions of the three natural states of matter, water, ice, and vapor, which is also known as mist, and thankfully Sensei did not sing his rendition of The Wizard by Ozzy Osbourne, Although he did bring his harmonica, and used every opportunity to turn any subject into a pun. But again, as I had said before, he missed this opportunity when he said mist without going into misty morning. Cloud in the sky, without a warning, a wizard walks by. Well, at least now you know why you were lucky that he missed this opportunity. But generally speaking, it sounds a little better once it's run through the synthesizer. Coming up next, Q&A with Sensei. The question was asked, why do we use a kettlebell for our tokushikempo training? Sensei's reply was that even though stone weights were the general method of supplementary exercise in Okinawa. Since we have the easy availability of iron, it is much simpler to adapt a kettlebell to our training practices and being able to utilize the cool name of being a tetsujin, Iron Man, sounds a lot cooler. Coming up next, AJNW messages. This week we received several messages mainly pertaining to the new book releases, Protecting Tao by Rand Law, and the Tokushi Kimpo Student Handbook by his alter ego, R.D. Lawrence. Both titles are now available on Amazon Kindle. Coming up next, a haiku by Sensei, which was adapted from Psalms 144. Bless the Lord, my strength, who trains My Hands for Warfare, and Fingers Battle. Coming up next, AJNW Chat on books. Featured this week is a book by Dr. Michael Stewart. Michael Stewart is best known for his books on, on Tai Chi and energy work. The books are entitled Awaken the Dragon and Dragonfly Qigong. Dr. Mike is also recognized internationally as a karate instructor and a jiu-jitsu instructor. I don't recall if this story is included in either of his books, but I think it perfectly suits our situation. Dr. Mike, when I first met him, was a terminally ill cancer patient who went on to teach and practice martial arts long past his expiration date. That his doctors had given him. Dr. Mike had always had an affinity for the dragonfly, and he seemed drawn to it. And during the time of recovery, in between bouts of chemotherapy, he often liked to sit and meditate by reflecting pools watching them. His number one student, Patrick, had left him sitting next to one as he went on to check the doors to the museum where they had gone to see a display of insects from around the world. When Patrick finally returned with Dr. Mike in tow, they entered the museum only to find the first display was a wall of dragonflies. And they, of course, went over immediately to inspect. And while they were examining the display, they were surprised when a large Native American and traditional garb appeared right behind them and pointed out to Dr. Mike that the dragonfly was his spirit guide, and both men were shocked at the sudden appearance of such a strikingly powerful and unexpected appearance of a man wearing such traditional garb, but being aware of Dr. Mike's personal feelings on the dragonfly as well. Perhaps they thought that the gentleman was part of the museum, working as a reenactor of some sort, but nonetheless, Dr. Mike was excited at hearing from a stranger something that echoed his own sentiment, as Dr. Mike turned back to point out one dragonfly in particular, as he began to explain how the dragonfly only moved when energy interacted with it, and he turned his head back over his shoulder, as did Patrick, only to find They were standing there alone, and no one else was in the building, and no one had followed behind them, opening or closing the doors. You might think that maybe the chemotherapy had this strange effect on Dr. Mike's perception, but it also had the same effect on Patrick's awareness and seeing how he wasn't receiving chemotherapy. This event, instead, needs to be filed under... The strange and mysterious. There's nine chapters in Dr. Mike's book on Dragonfly Qigong. The book is full of endorsements of Dr. Mike's qualifications, and the content reveals, in chapter one, they explore the wonders and benefits of energy work, the evolution of the name of Dragonfly Qigong. In chapter two, The traditional use of the Chinese medicine concept, which maps out human energy flow in chapter three. And chapter four covers more about the meridians. Chapter five will talk about heat transfer and scientific theory of thermodynamics. And then in chapter six, It's entitled Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Blue, as if a wedding is going on. Chapter 7 talks about imagery and visualization, which is important in meditation. And Chapter 8 goes over the dragonfly exercises. And Chapter 9, we get to see the Tai Chi ruler exercises adapted to the dragonfly exercises philosophy. At this point, I would also like to highlight Dr. Mike's teaching. I have long been a fan of cane self-defense ever since reading about Baritsu in Arthur Conan Doyle's book, where Sherlock Holmes employed this method of self-defense on several occasions. I also went on to investigate le cane as used in Savat, and then years later finding about The Hopkido Cane. After discovering Korean karate as it was known then, I also got to train with Mark Shui in seminars, a master of the cane, and a weapons form champion. But late into the last century, in the nineteen nineties, I met Dr. Mike and got to experience his take on the cane, which seemed to have both a jiu-jitsu and a Chinese. Tai Chi like take on the subject. In the Tokushi Kenpo system, we utilize elements from all of the previous systems, but I like to think that Dr. Mike's influence had a great bearing on the outcome of my cane technique. Although obvious to the trained eye, the Korean Hapkido work and influence of Mark Shui is also very present. In my methodology. In conclusion, if you're looking for something to explain energy work and its correlation with Tai Chi Chuan, or Tai Chi Chuan, depending on which pronunciation you are familiar with, I will once again recommend reading Dr. Mike's book. Its ISBN number is 141200335 0. And the title again is Dragonfly Qui-Gon, written by Michael Stewart Sr. The book is available to be published on demand by Tafford Publishing. Though Dr. Mike has left us, his memory lives on with his friends and his family and his students. If you knew Dr. Mike, you would also realize that his students were part of his extended family. I highly recommend Martial Art Instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kenpo. Keep following your dreams.